Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Is it worth it? The Film Review Podcast presents Road to the Oscars. Join me, David Long, on this journey as we talk all things Oscars before the big event, the 93rd Academy Awards, on Sunday the 25th of April, 2021. So sit back, relax and enjoy Road to the Oscars. Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 1 of Road to the Oscars. My name is David Long and I am your host, Thank you for joining me on this journey as we count down the days to the 93rd Academy Awards on the 25th of April 2021 in sunny Los Angeles, US of A. If you love film and especially if you love the awards season, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Over the next six months, join me and a variety of guests as we take a deep dive into this year's awards season. We will discuss most categories over the coming months. We will make predictions. But most importantly, we will keep you, the lovely listener, informed about all things Oscars. So let's kick off with the biggest category and the centrepiece of the whole awards season. The Academy Award for Best Picture. On this show, we will discuss and highlight no less than 18 films. Yes, that's right. 18 films we believe have a big chance of being nominated and ultimately winning the Best Picture Prize. Yes, it's very early in the award season, but it's never too early to get educated about the potential nominees. It gives me great pleasure to introduce my first guest on this series, Oscars expert and YouTuber Max Joseph. Max, welcome to Road to the Oscars. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. This is so exciting. Brilliant. It's great to have you here. Max, tell our lovely listeners a little bit about yourself and why you love the Oscars so much. You know, I... I that's such a funny question. I, and not <laughs> because... I, I, it's ridiculous. Um... I kind of just love movies. I love movies and I love celebrating them. Mm. So any chance I get to celebrate them and the work that artists create, that's kind of what I love about the Oscars and the Globes and everything. And I'm an actor, so getting I I I when on my YouTube channel, I I don't like to talk about the negativity. I love celebrating the positives. Yeah. So like I'll never you'll never see ever 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 on my channel the worst 10 movies of 2020. I'm never going to do that because I like celebrating. So I think mm. the reason I really am attracted to the Oscars is because it's just celebrating achievements and the work that people in our industry do. Um, but besides that, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. And I, when you messaged me to be a guest, I said, absolutely. 
time and place. So <laughs> I am so excited to be here and to just like chat Oscars with you. Yeah, it's great. That is great, Max. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of your work on YouTube, uh, hence why I wanted to get you on the show. Um, Max, before we dive into the maze that is Best Picture, um, what's your highlight of the award season so far? What would you say is the most important thing that has happened and why? I know that's a tough one, but I thought I'd kick off with a hard one. <laughs> that is a very hard one. Um the highlight of award season so far it's i mean i don't know if there's even been been really a season so far because yeah. you know there's a global pandemic but <laughs> um i'm i'm really really there's two movies i guess that i'm like so excited for and that is um and i think we're talking about both of them ma rainey's black bottom yeah and soul yeah okay well. um for diehard people on my channel, no animated is my favorite genre. Wow. And I think based on reviews, well, I'll talk about it in the thing, yeah, but yeah. Um, the most important thing that's happened so far, I mean, I think Nomadland has done ridiculously well in the festival circuit, taking yeah. home the golden lion. Um, but the biggest, honestly, the biggest thing so far is that Netflix isn't, going to any of the festivals. Yeah. So it doesn't really have anything. So Nomadland hasn't faced Mank or Chicago 7 yet. Mm. We know nothing about that. So like, just because Nomadland won this thing, it didn't face all of this, you know, like all yeah. the other stuff. So I think it's big as far as like things that are very relevant and important that Nomadland has done really well. And Chloe Zhao is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. We'll touch more upon it as we get into the into the totally. episode. But um, yeah, Nomadland is definitely uh, well, according to the UK bookmakers, anyway, is 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 the current favourite to take home that coveted mm -hmm. Best Picture prize. Um, so, Max, Best Picture, shall we take a look? Yes, let's do this. So, folks, here we are in November and we're already discussing the best picture category. And rightly so. The awards season is already in flow and the best picture candidates are now becoming clear. Max and myself have a number of films to discuss with you and we're going to look at them in betting order. Basically, for those of you who don't understand betting odds, we will look at these films in the order of likelihood of them winning best picture. We will start with what the UK bookmakers see as the most unlikely winner and conclude with what the UK bookmakers see as the most likely winner. We'll then have a bit of banter, hopefully, and discuss our individual opinions on each film. So, without any further ado, let's begin. Max, what's the first film we're looking at? The first film is Ammonite. Brilliant. So uh, let's take a little look at Ammonite. Um, what's this film about? Well, 1840s England, acclaimed but overlooked fossil hunter Mary Anning and a young woman develop an intense relationship, altering both of their lives forever. This is directed by Francis Lee. Um, I believe it's also written by Francis Lee. It stars Academy Award winner Kate Winslet and four-time nominee Saoirse Ronan. And Max actually did a reaction video on his YouTube channel um, to this trailer. And all I have to say is both to that video, which was brilliant. You guys should check <laughs> it out. But also to the trailer was just OMG. Like, wow. I know some people criticize Oscars pundits looking at films and concluding they're going to get nominated or, or what from a trailer. But this trailer was so powerful, so engaging. It had a beautiful score. Um... Saoirse Ronan is, well, Kate Winslet, I'll say this first, is my favourite actress of all time. 
Yeah. Um, I, 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 when I was young, I had a real obsession with Titanic, the actual history of, of, of Titanic. So when I was old enough to watch the film, I fell in love with it and I've followed Winslet's career since then and she is magnificent. But Saoirse Ronan is also just a powerhouse, four-time nominee. Um, this film comes in at 66 to 1 with the bookmakers. So it's an outside chance. So is it going to be nominated? Max, what do you think? Um, originally, I was really hot on this. I, st- I still haven't seen it yet. Um, I Saoirse Ronan is in my top five favorite act, female actors and mm. Kay Winslet's probably in my 15 or something. And I think this story is so important. I think that it's important to show people that there's more than just heterosexual love. Mm. And so I think that that is really important for people to see. However, people have not seemed to love it as much as I am anticipating myself to love it. Mm. So I don't think that, listen, Rotten Tomatoes is one thing, and you can look at numbers and one thing. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it can kind of predict it, but not really. Mm. Like, look at Bohemian Rhapsody. It got, like, it, it was rotten, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it had, like, yeah. a 60% or something. So, like, I don't know. I I, 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 I no longer think that it's going to be in the 10. Oh, I, think wow. it's in the 15, I think it's in the 15. But I do think Sir Ronan and Kate Winslet will be nominated more likely Saoirse Ronan not sure about Kate Winslet but I don't I I don't really think it's going to get nominated anymore unfortunately yeah I have to sort of tend to agree I mean we're we're looking at 18 films here and and Mm -hmm. that was and that was tough for 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 me and Max to sort of narrow them down but the the bookmakers with the 66 to 1 price that would suggest that it's probably not going to be nominated um Obviously, having not seen it, we, we can't comment too much on it, but it's definitely um, a film that's going to be talked about in award season. And I think Winslet and Ronan are both going to be contenders. Uh, and I'd, I'd love to see Ronan pick up her first Academy Award. I think it's so overdue. I, I describe her as a walking Oscar, like in The Waiting. That's that's 100% going to happen. So that's Ammonite, the first of our films, 66 to 1 with the UK bookmakers. Um, I will also really quickly say, I think, I don't know about the voters, but I know Oscar pundits are comparing it to Portrait of a Lady on Fire and yes. they're leaning on Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So not that I think voters are going to be like, oh, well, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was better. But I do think that that is on some people's minds when they watch Ammonite. They're like, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was basically this. Yeah. So yeah, not, I just want to throw that in there. That's absolutely no worries at all. So that was our first film, Ammonite. Uh, Max, what's the second film that we and the bookmakers believe have a chance of winning Best Picture? A film I'm very excited about, Judas and the Black Messiah. It is the story of Fred Hampton. He's the chairman of Illinois Black Party, Black Panther Party and his faithful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill. Um, and it is directed by Shaka King and stars Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, mm. Jesse Plemons. Mm. It doesn't have an official release date, which has me and a lot of other people, I'm sure, worried. It, it's, <laughs> supposed to be worried. it's supposed to be released in 2021, but it's Warner Brothers, which is interesting because they just did a digital or uh, uh, they just did Wonder Woman, which will be in theaters and on HBO Max. So I'm wondering if they're going to... Um, Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers is going to give it to HBO Max for to have it in award season. 
And I, I, I watched this trailer and I said, oh, okay, so Daniel Kaluuya is definitely going to get nominated. Yeah. No question in my mind. Lakeith Stanfield's probably going to get nominated. I think those will be the two big focus points. I think Shaka King has a really good shot. And if you put those three together and maybe a screenplay, mm. that's a good recipe for me for Best Picture nomination. I just, I'm hesitant about keeping it there because I, there is no release date. Mm. But I think if it comes out, it's going to get nominated. I feel almost very... I, it just looks so timely. And, you know, with the uh, listen, Black Power has been a thing forever, but how prominent it has been mm. this year with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. I think this, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, all these films, The Five Bloods, there are so many amazing films that are so unfortunately timely and i think between the powerhouse acting and the story i listen i'm i don't bet really but i would (laughs) have this so much higher but you know i can't count on it because i don't know if it's going to come out where are you at i mean I struggled to find a price for this in in the UK, but I managed to find a price of fifty to one with the U- US bookmaker, and I think that's right. I think that's madness. I think that's way overpriced. I'd have this more like a twenty five to one shot. I think mm-hmm. this has got a really good chance of a nomination. Um, and if trailers could win Oscars, I would give an Oscar to this trailer. Th- thank you for saying that. I agree. Um, because when when he's shouting, "I am a revolutionary." And he Stop keeps, it. It's, so good. It's, it's it's so powerful, and I'm not an American, as you can probably tell from my accent. I'm a <laughs> Brit, but with what's been happening in America with the Black Lives Matter movement, the you know the horrific incident with George Floyd, I just feel like a film of this caliber. It's it's just it's just made to happen, and I think Judas and the Black Messiah has a very very good chance of a nomination. I think Daniel Kaluuya looks sensational, um, and. I, if you listen, our regular listeners will know that I'm very anti-long trailer. I'm very, yeah. an, I'm, I'm very anti-films being sort of given to the audience in the trailer. I think this trailer was brilliant because it gave us a taste, but it didn't, didn't give us the full meal. And it's made me hungry for more. And I think 50 to 1 is way too big. And I think this personally will be nominated. I could not agree more with you. Fantastic. What, what do you have up next? So up next, what we have is On the Rocks. Um, a young mother reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through New York. This is an A24 production. Um, it's written and directed by Sophie Coppola. Um, stars Rashida Jones, um, Bill Murray, um, Marlon Wayans, I think that's how you say it. And I recently watched this film. And what I would say about it is it's really well paced. Mm -hmm. Um, It has such an engaging start. Um, Superb character development. Like people who listen to my reviews will know that I am all about character development. If a film doesn't have good character development and you're not invested in those characters, you're basically wasting your time. And this film was tense. It was funny. It was warm. It was charming. I did feel like the final third let it down a touch. Mm. Um, I Not the ending, but just the, the, the 25 minutes prior to the ending, I thought that was the weakest part of the film. But overall, this comes in at 40 to 1, um, which I think is actually a bit too short. I would certainly have 
um, a few other films above this. Um, on the Rocks, I'm I'm not convinced that it's going to get a nomination, but it was for me a really good film. Max, what do you think about On the Rocks? I think its best shot is Bill Murray, and that's pretty much it. Really? I yeah. I don't. the o, The only other thing I think maybe it could get a screenplay, but I'm going through my predictions for next month, which I you know need to work on. But <laughs> um, yeah, Bill Murray feels like the only thing it has going for it. I yeah. I mean, it's it's good. It's fun. It's you know, it's Sofia Coppola, and she's brilliant. She definitely has a chance. She won this award uh, for, uh, oh, God. Oh, God, help me out. What uh, What did she win this for? Uh, with Bill Murray and, and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's going to drive me crazy. Anyway. Don't worry she, about it. <laughs> anyway, she, um, ah, Lost in Translation. Sorry, yes, I had course. to figure it out. I had to, I was, like, getting mad at this. <laughs> anyway, Lost in Translation. I don't, I, I think... That original screenplay is actually kind of stacked, and I think if it doesn't get into original screenplay, it's not going to get into picture. So I think its best shot is uh, Bill Murray in leading role. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I'm, sorry, sorry. I meant supporting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I've got to be honest. When I was looking at one thing, I would say is that the market is very, very volatile this early in the award season. A tiny, mm-hmm. a tiny little bit of money from someone can really shift it. I don't think On the Rocks will be nominated, but I would say that it's a film worth watching. Um, totally. Our, our, our podcast is called Is It Worth It? And we tell people if things are worth it. So I would suggest it is worth it. But in terms of a best picture contender, if I hadn't seen it online and if I hadn't seen it in the betting, it's not a film that screams best picture to me. Right. Um, so that was On the Rocks. Max, what have we got next? My most anticipated movie of the year. Wow. Soul, um, and I, I could talk about this film for years, but um, it is about a musician who has lost his passion for music and he is transported out of his body and he must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. And it is directed by the goat of Pixar, Pete Docter, <laughs> and it stars Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House, David Diggs, Quest Love, Angela Bassett, uh, I it comes in apparently. I, I have thirty three to one. I think I say is yeah, the that's, most that's the one updated we've got thing in the UK. Yeah, and it is coming out Christmas Day, um, which is a great day for Jews because we just eat Chinese food and watch movies, so it's perfect. <laughs> and so I will be sitting there on Christmas evening, watching Soul, eating Chinese food, and mm. sobbing, and. Pixar is my favorite studio, like yeah. hands down. It is my, I think, it, it, they just they just produce the best films on the planet. I think, and what I have heard is pretty universally that it's pretty fantastic. And from one person who has seen it that I trust very very well, um, said that it's up there with like Wally. Okay. So when someone says that it's up there with Wally, and I have even heard it is the best Pixar movie yet. Which means, you know, that's taking over Up, mm. Wally, Coco, uh, Toy Story, one, two, three, four, all of these movies that I think are masterpieces. It's someone, a few people I have heard said this is the best soul or uh, 
Pixar has yet has had yet. Yeah. To me, that that screams that something we should pay attention to. Also, it's about music and life. Mm. And again, Pixar breaking boundaries. There, it's about a black man, and it's it's timely. It may not be about like um, Black Lives Matter, but it is a black lead. Yeah, and I think that is something that people are going to remember and learn about because there's this different style of music that of jazz music that's so amazing, and I've heard the score is amazing. Yeah, so I'm anticipating it to do very well. And I'm also holding on to hope. I refuse to take it out of my lineup for best picture. So it's in my lineup and I will not take it out. I like, I just can't do it. It looks remarkable. Mm. The trailer looks gorgeous. The animation looks stupid stunning. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just looks so good. And Pixar, also, not that it matters, but it's going to win animated. When Pixar's nominated for original film, they've lost twice out of 10. So, like, yeah. they're going to win that. I think it might get, I think it's going to get original screenplay nomination. And I'm praying to God it gets in the lineup for Best Picture to become the fourth animated, fourth, right? Toy Story 3, Beauty and the Beast, up. I think that was it. Something like that. Yeah, the fourth one to get nominated. Yeah. So that's my feeling on Soul. I could gush about it forever, but I am going to shut up and let you talk. That was great, Max. It's it's lovely to hear you have passion for a film like this. And sort of, I was thinking about this film, and it's and I'm going to say straight away, I don't think it will win Best Picture. No, um, but for it to get nominated would be would be huge. And I just thought to myself, is this the heartwarming, uplifting film we all need? You know, with 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 this pandemic, with the political upheaval that, mm-hmm. despite an election, is still going on in America, is this the Christmas Day happy family film that everyone's going to be talking about? That the Academy goes, "Hey, do you know what? We can't ignore that." Um, so that's that's my play. Like, I don't I don't see it winning. Um, I have seen some stuff online, Max. I don't know if you've seen that the Academy went. Um, Best, as it used to be called, foreign film. I think it's now called international mm-hmm. film. International, yep. Um, that won Best Picture last year with Parasite. So I have seen the angle that maybe it's time for an animated film to win Best Picture. I, I, and I've talked about it on my ch- I talk about it on my channel all the time. I don't know how it hasn't happened yet. Like mm. the film that should have done it, honestly, was Spider Verse. Oh, are you a fan? I think it's one of the greatest animated movies ever created. Like hands down one of the greatest animated movies ever created and that should have won best picture should have been nominated and won adapted screenplay i would have given it visual effects yes i know it's animated i would have given it at least 18 like 27 oscars (laughs) and that's being like generous or not generous that's that's not even enough yeah i totally agree just on a side note that that film uh spider-man into the spider-verse um that's what it's called i believe isn't it Yes. Yeah. Um, stunning. Um, yeah. I, I went into that film. Uh, regular listeners will know that I'm not the biggest fan of, of superhero kind of films. I've really mm-hmm. grown to love them as I've done this podcast. Wasn't expecting yeah, much, but I was blown away by that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Soul has a, has, a, has a good chance of a nomination, and I'm just hoping that it's that uplifting 
film that we all need. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the next film. So Soul, if you do fancy it, is 33 to 1 to win Best Picture. The next film is 25 to 1, and it is Tenet. Um, what's this film about? Well, that's a question that many people... <laughs> right. <laughs> Many people have struggled to answer, um, but armed with only one word, Tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Um, this film is brought to you by brought to you by Warner Brothers. Um, obviously, directed by Christopher Nolan. I am a huge fan of his work. Uh, Interstellar, Inception, Dunkirk. I think the man is a master at what he does. Um, stars uh, Elizabeth Debicki, Robert Pattinson and John David Washington, who, by the way, I thought was absolutely brilliant in this film. I, w- I actually saw this film either three or four times in the cinema. Um, I, I've got a Cineworld Unlimited card. I can see you looking slightly oh surprised. So we can go and see films as much as we want. Um, wow. So we pay like an annual fee and then you can go and see as many films mm-hmm. as you want. And the first time I saw this, I saw it in the IMAX. And I, I've i got to be honest, Max, like my jaw was hitting the floor. I wasn't 100% certain with what was going on first time round. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of what Nolan wants because he does reveal things and it is eventually clear. But I was just blown away by this and... I thought, you know, this is this is a really powerful film. Um, does that make it a best picture contender? What are your thoughts? Well, I re- when I started my predictions, because I, I released my predictions for this Academy Awards a couple weeks after Parasite won, yeah. and I think I had it in my 10. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet because I, I'm not going to a movie theater. I don't feel safe doing that in New York City. Okay. Um, so I can't say, oh, it's great. It's this compared to his other stuff. I don't, but I don't think it was as revolutionary as we all were hoping. Not that it wasn't amazing and like whatever. I think it would have helped if it came out two months from now. Yeah, I agree. Especially since the Oscars aren't for approximately 17 years. So like the fact, like I remember when I did my Oscar predictions when they like the month before and then they moved them back two months and I was like, well, yeah. we're now farther away than we were. I totally you know, agree. it's, it, it's so it, I'm movies like tenant movies, like five bloods. Yeah. I get nervous that they are going to be forgotten. And just based on general conversation with people, I don't think tenant is going to end up in this conversation. I do think it'll get in, a lot of the tech categories and maybe probably because Dune isn't coming out anymore. It has a good chance of winning a couple Oscars, but I don't see it like mad maxing. I thought Dune was going to kind of mad max the Oscars and maybe do even better, but Tenet doesn't feel like that. So although I think it could still win something, I don't think it's going to make best picture lineup. Where, Where do you stand? I'm I'm sort of in the same boat as you because I I worry about like you I worry about films that come out too early mm-hmm. the films that you walk out of the cinema and people walk out of the cinema and then they go wow but then something else comes along like for me we'll touch upon it later The Five Bloods like 
that seemed to have come out like years ago. I know. And there's it's been so, so much going on since. I think you're right. I think it's got a good chance of, of doing well in the tech categories. Um, Performance-wise, Robert Pattinson was great. John David Washington, there was talk, um, but I think that category is going to be a bit too hot for him. Um, but overall, Tenet is 25 to 1. I'm not convinced it's going to get a nomination. Um, yep. simply because I think it's probably come out a little bit too early and it will just be forgotten. Yeah. Uh, next film is something that I actually just watched the other night, The Father. Oh, wow. I haven't seen this yet, so... Oh, my God. Uh, well, I'll talk about it in a second. Um, it's about a man... A man refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. As he tries to make sense of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of his reality. And it is directed by Florian Zeller, and it stars... Sir Anthony Hopkins uh, and Olivia Coleman, both Oscar winners, both absolute geniuses in their own right. It comes out December 18th, again, right around the holiday season, and it comes in at 40 to 1. And I am on and off about this making best picture. I watched it, and I, I think they are both very much in the conversation to win their respective categories for the acting for uh, uh, lead and supporting. Yeah. But when I watched this, I don't know if I said, oh, this is clearly a best picture nominee. This is a very actor movie. Yeah. Like it is character, 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 which you're going to love, by the way, based on what you were just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sounds, a lot I mean, of I'd wonderful. Love the <laughs> it, I mean, it is Anthony Hopkins' best work since I, I he bl- he makes um the uh, the two popes look like nothing at least for me yeah and I think his work in two popes was fantastic but I mean mm. this is on another level it is some of his best work in the, probably the last decade at least I couldn't even tell you the last time um but yeah it it didn't feel like oh this is clearly a best picture nominee but if it was I'd be like yeah sure that makes sense. I don't think I'm going to keep it in there, but I'm not like if it showed up, like I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. The acting is it's freaking ridiculous. It is just masterwork from them. Where are you at? So, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. You said it was 40 to one. It was 40 to one. It's actually come down in the betting to 25 to one now. Oh, um, man, i got to get an updated... Uh, no, it's, it's my apologies. That's probably my fault there. Um, no, you're good. So th- what does that mean? It means that people who have seen it within the, the critic circles, within um, sort of the industry, people are feeling that this may be a Best Picture nominee. Therefore, the, uh, the price has come down. How do I feel about it? I mean, I was, I was emotional in the trailer. Um, and I'm... I don't want to say I'm not an emotional person, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't tend to get too emotional in films. And this trailer literally like was pulling on my heartstrings and I can just see this being a really heavy character study. And that's something that I'll love. Um, and that's something that I think will do well in the acting categories. But I mean, I thought that, by the way, just to say, I thought the two popes was brilliant. Like I loved that. Mm hmm. Um, and again, that was very uh, sort of actor dominated. So for me, um, 
I'm I'm undecided. If I had to have a top ten, I haven't seen the film, so it's very very difficult. Um, but the fact that it's come from forty to one into twenty five to one, I think is interesting. Um, so I, I I've got a sneaky suspicion the father might just sneak in in best picture nomination. Yeah, I I definitely could see it pulling in. Yeah, so um, let's move on to our next film, um, which is One Night in Miami. Um, This is also 25 to 1. Um, What is it about? Well, One Night in Miami is a fictional account of one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke and Jim Brown gathered discussing their roles in the civil rights movement and cultural upheaval of the 1960s. Um, Oh, God. That's, even the so, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but even the summary I'm like, come on, this looks so good. <laughs> yeah, um, oh. I mean it, it. It's it's brought to you by Amazon Prime Video, um, directed by Regina King. Um, I believe the screenplay was by Kemp Powers, um, Kingsley Ben Adair, uh, Eli. Is it Gory or Gore? Um, sorry, uh, Eli. Uh, ah, Gore. Mm. You know what? I don't want to say it wrong, so we apologize to Eli. <laughs> yeah, I didn't so do my, yeah, my homework. Sorry, Eli and uh, Aldis Hodge. Um, yes. Sorry about that. Again, I, I have you seen this one, Max? No, but it is at the top of my list. Oh wow, really? Um, I've I've watched the trailer a couple of times, and I've tried to study the trailer and, and pull as much meat off the bone as I can from that trailer. Um, the trailer was engaging, and the film looked action packed. At the same time, the trailer didn't give too much away, which is what I liked. Um, the trailer, like a previous trailer I mentioned, it it gave me a taste, but it wasn't a trailer that gushed the whole movie out. And actually, there is a trailer that did that, which I will talk about later, that I think has given us too much away. But for this film... Hmm. I'm curious to see what it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting one. It's a trailer that I love, but I feel like they gave us too much. We'll get on to that shortly. Sure, um, sure. <sighs> One Night in Miami, the, the truthful thing is, is I, I just don't know enough about it yet, but I know that it's in the betting at 25 to 1. I know there's Oscars buzz. And like you said, I mean, wow, for for that synopsis, th- that's powerful enough in its own right. Where, where are you standing on this one? Personally, this need for me, this needs to be way more in the conversation. Mm. Um, for me, this is my, like, number four. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think also the Academy and the rest of the planet is obsessed with Regina King. Yeah. And the she just won an Emmy. She just won an Oscar. This is her main, like, big directorial debut. This woman is on top of the world, and people want to see her succeed. And I think, again, this is in the conversation of um, the Black Lives matter of one night in miami ma Rainey's black bottom five bloods they they all are very very different movies but they're going to hit different because of circumstances and that doesn't mean that it's going to be better or worse it just means that when if 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 a, it's like right when the five bloods came out that was right when george floyd happened yeah. it was like almost like it felt it was written because of that yeah. And so there's so many things coming out, like a film directed by a black woman starring four black men. That's a big deal. 
And it looks amazing. It has amazing reviews. It might even get a song nomination, a song win. Mm. Um, I, it Also, Jim Brown is my favorite football player of all time, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> um, it's also, like, listen, the composer's Terrence Blanchard, and if that doesn't tell you enough, I mean, he did Black Klansman, Five Bloods, Malcolm X. Yeah. He did Harriet. I mean, it, it has everything it needs to succeed. And I think that with Regina King at the lead and Leslie Odom Jr., who, you know, won a Tony for Hamilton a few years ago, I think he's in the conversation for actor. I would be shocked if this missed uh, screenplay. So to me, this has every single check mark yeah. to succeed and get a nomination. That That's kind of where I'm at. And the trailer looked fantastic. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. I think with everything you've outlined there, 25 to 1 looks a big price. Um, and I just think it's a really interesting contender. Um, and one that I, I, based on what you've said, based on the trailer I've seen, I'm suspecting this will get a nomination. Um, Max, should we have a look at the next film on our list? Yes, Hill Billy Elegy, which is a Yale student drawn back to his hometown, grapples with family history, Appalachian values, and the American dream. Uh, the film comes in at 20 to 1 and is directed by Ron Howard, Academy Award winner. And it stars Gabriel Basso, Amy Adams, Glenn Close, Haley Bennett, and Frida Pinto, who shout out to her because I love seeing her in this. Because I, I saw this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and wow. I was so happy. Did you have you seen you saw Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah, she plays Latika. Oh wow! Okay, she's in this, and I saw her face, and I got so happy. Um, <laughs> this this was not. A lot, I saw the trailer. I was like, "This looks great. It looks like a very acty movie." But people like said it's very Oscar baity, mm. and I was like, "Eh, whatever. Be quiet. I'll, I'll let me enjoy my movie." So I watched it. and I was like, "Yeah, it is kind of Oscar baity. It's it, it's not bad. It's not." what I hoped it would be. I don't think it's gonna do as well as people are anticipating, especially because it's Netflix and Netflix is going to get nominated. So you know, many times. It, yeah. But specifically in best picture, mm. they have, um, they have Mank, Chicago seven, um, Ma Rainey's black bottom, maybe, 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 I don't know. Uh, the prom five bloods, um, they have just so much, and I don't think Hillbilly is gonna end up having enough momentum mm-hmm. going. But when you have two actors being nominated, that does help. Yeah, absolutely. but I don't think it's gonna be enough to get it into the lineup. Um, I haven't uh, actually seen this film, but this was the film that I thought the trailer gave too much away. Um, yes it did it did um two things about the trailer firstly when i saw it i was like this is oscar bait like it just felt like a film that was fishing for academy awards and the first thing i thought was i'm not convinced the academy's gonna bite here but i am massively on the side of glenn close to not only receive a nomination but to finally pick up that academy award like i thought I mean, Olivia Coleman's performance in The Favourite was brilliant, but the uh, Glenn Close in The Wife, like, she was superb. And the physical transformation, again, this is only from the trailer that she seems to have gone through in this film, is striking. And the trailer really hit me. It was like a punch in the face. 
But then I and then I watched the trailer again and I thought, has that given too much away? Mm-hmm. Like, is 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 that everything that this film has to offer? And it's throwing it all on the table straight away. And to me, it feels like a film that is definitely fishing for Oscars. Right. And when films go fishing, often they don't catch. And that's what I think Hillbilly Elegy will be like. I think it will be a film that goes fishing but but doesn't land anything personally. Um, maybe acting. And I, I hope Glenn Close, Amy Adams, I think they both got chances. Yep. Yep. Um, so what we're going to do now is we are going to take a lovely little ad break. It gives me an opportunity just to say a big thank you to all of our patrons. And if you're interested in becoming a patron of this podcast, have a little listen to this ad. We interrupt this broadcast or visit Worth It the Film Review podcast for an important announcement. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would like to remind you that you can now become a Patreon supporter for as little as $3 a month. This helps the podcast to continue to grow as well as offering the potential for bonus content and Is It Worth It merchandise. Your support helps the podcast stay alive. So why not become a Patreon supporter today? Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Is It Worth It podcast. So, like I said before, a big thank you to our Patreons. It's now time to look at our next film. Uh, I'm going to be talking about... Well, we're both going to be talking Hmm. about this one, but um, I'm going to tell you about it. It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and it comes in at 18 to 1. What's it about? Well, Chicago, 1927. Tensions rise between Ma Rainey, her ambitious horn player, and the white management determined to control the uncontrollable Mother of the Blues. Directed by George C. Wolfe. Um, the screenplay is by Ruben Santiago Hudson, um, based on the play by August Wilson. Um, it stars Chadwick Boseman, Viola Davis... But to name a few, and the first thing I have to say, have you seen this? No, and it is my number two most anticipated behind Soul. So I am nipping at the bits to see this. I'm like angry I haven't seen it yet. Soul, I'm like, I'll get there. But like this one, I'm like, I just, I need to see it. And, And this is, is this Netflix as well? Yeah. Okay, wow. So, and in terms of wow, um, that's what I have to say to this trailer, um, is literally just wow like the production design the costumes the cinematography the acting that's if my maths is correct that's four categories where it's going to be a big player it's ticking boxes already um viola davis looks unrec not unrecognizable but it's like wow look and and the way she embodies even from the trailer the way she embodies this character um i'm really excited for this film um, I think it's got a major chance, like we said, with the Black Lives Matter movement, with everything that's happening in America, just with the cast. Um, but I'm really, really excited, Max, to hear your thoughts about this movie. I did not expect this to be as gorgeous as it looked. Like yeah. To me, this looks like a classic. This looks like something that I am going to be like, oh, okay, this is my favorite movie of the year. I think I... I mean, listen, tension, not tensions, uh, emotions are already going to be high because of Chadwick's last performance. And that's, you know, rest in peace to him. That was the God. That was so sad. We miss him so much. I think that 
combined with the fact that from what I've heard, not only is it his best performance, not only have I heard that it's the best performance of the year, but that it is one for people to never forget. And that it's one of the greatest performances of recent memory. Wow. So when I hear that, and it's combined when he's playing opposite of Viola frickin' Davis about the, the music and the record in Chicago recording, and it's written by August Wilson, mm. who, if you don't remember, you know, wrote Fences, which Viola Davis won the Oscar for. Yeah, yeah. And in my opinion, Denzel also should have, but Casey Affleck won somehow. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I'm just something about it. And to me, again, I, I always talk about it. These I, It has every check, check mark for me. And I really think this has the, the potential to do some serious damage this year, not just below or above the line categories, but I think it can get some below, like you were saying, makeup. I think it can get costumes. I think it can get sound. Um, I mean... Production design. It, it has yeah. so much going for it. And it just, it looks marvelous. So I am definitely keeping this in my, like, five, I think. It's my number five right now. And I even have George C. Wolf making the cut for director. So I'm wow. anticipating this one to do some serious damage. And I, th- I think this has a good shot of getting in there. Yeah, I mean, we've we've listed four or five categories. If it could get into something like editing as well, um, which totally. is obviously really important for a best picture, that that would be that would be huge. I'm just really excited about this film. I think it's. I'm not sure where it is on my list um, because my list is very very long and confused, a bit like <laughs> me. Um, but I think at eighteen to one, it's a very very interesting player, and I think you'd be I think you'd be silly to overlook it. Um, Max, what's the next film on our list? The next film is Minari, which is about a Korean family who moves to Arkansas to start a farm in the 1980s. It is directed by Lee Isaac Chung, and it stars Stephen Yuen, Yuri Han, and Yu Jong Yoon. And forgive me if I don't didn't pronounce those yeah. names right. I, you know, I didn't do my homework. I apologize. Um, February 12th, 2021 release date. Um, a lot of people have seen it, like critic-wise and... Um, because it played at, uh, I think it was Sundance, maybe? And I don't remember which one it was. But to me, every time someone keep, like puts it in their tent, I'm like, this is the little engine that could. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what where I'm at with this film. I'd be like, I'm kind of, ho- I haven't even seen it yet, but I'm hoping it gets it. But I don't know if it has enough to get in. I just, it, it really feels like the little engine that could. And... If it can get a screenplay nomination, I think it has a shot. I think it... But besides that, it doesn't feel like too much of a player in almost any other category. That's also what gives me pause. Like, just a picture nomination, that's it. Like, I don't see it getting a single acting category. I don't think it's going to get director. Maybe... If it gets screenplay, it'll probably actually get in. Um because it, it would be for uh, original, so I would I would give it a screenplay, but I don't think it is going to get in my ten in the near future. But also I, that might change tomorrow. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. Where where do you where do you think? 
Well, the interesting thing about this is if you're interested in the betting market, it was 66 to 1. It's now 14 to 1 to win yeah, Best that, Picture. Yeah, I saw that and it is very interesting to me that it went so, like it changed so quickly. So, so what that basically means is either one, somebody's had a lot of money on it, which has moved the market dramatically, or right. two, the bookmakers have decided they think this is a genuine player um, and therefore they've cut the price. But the fact that it's gone from 66 to 1 to 14 to 1 is something that can't be ignored. Like I've been since about Oh, blimey. Probably since the last Oscars finished, I've been looking at what the Oscars for 2021 were going to be. And I've been looking at the nominations and I've been following the betting, seeing what the bookmakers think has got a good chance. Minari wasn't in there. Minari wasn't being talked about. But suddenly it seems to have come on the scene. And on the back of Parasite, I think you would be very Mm -hmm. foolish to rule it out for a nomination. Yeah, I think that definitely has a factor to it. I also think... Not to compare the two, but I think Parasite was like clearly an ex- exception because in my mind, it's one of the greatest films ever created. Okay. And <laughs> I, and that's just, I mean, I'm very blunt about that. I think it's actually like a top to bottom cinematic masterpiece and needs to be studied by every single person on the planet. Mm. But, and this isn't, not that like they have to be the same, but this doesn't feel like that. Yeah. But it does feel like it could happen, and I'm, like, rooting for it. But I don't know if it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, from the trailer as well, the cinematography looked brilliant. Oh, um, gorgeous. So, I mean, we can't rule it out in that category. So I just think it's a really interesting, like you said, the little engine that maybe could just come steaming in late and pick up that coveted nomination. A nomination would be huge for a film like this. Oh, um, yeah. The next film we're, we were going to talk about um, was Respect, um, but that's been delayed. Uh, Max, did you want to touch just briefly upon the de- it being delayed? Yeah. Um, so Respect was delayed um, with Jennifer Hudson and Audra McDonald and all these amazing people. But I had that predicted, not to necessarily get into Best Picture, but I, I definitely had it for J-HUD. Yeah. And there was some other stuff. But listen... It's exciting because we have her as a frontrunner for next year and for a lot of the the below-the-line categories. But um, it looked great. I'm obviously a a performer, so to know that it's about, you know, Aretha Franklin and it's her story and that she was handpicked by Aretha Franklin. Wow. That's clearly, yeah. So to me, that says a lot about the trust that Aretha Franklin had in her. Um, So... I think it looks great, but obviously it's not going to be a player this year. We'll see it next year when it faces, you know, West Side Story and In the Heights and all the other musicals. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to say about um, Respect is it's actually still priced up at 14 to 1 to win Best Picture. The bookmakers are very, very smart. They will leave films in there that you can actually bet on even though they're not eligible. So if you are thinking about having a bet on on the Best Picture race, do not put your money on Respect. It is not eligible for this year. Yeah, take it off. Yeah, take it off. A film that is eligible, and we will talk about, is The United States versus Billy Holiday. This comes from Paramount Pictures, um, and it follows Holiday during her career as she is targeted by the Federal Department of Nar- Narcotics with an undercover sting operation led by federal agent Jimmy Fletcher, with whom she had a tumultuous affair. Um, it's directed by uh, Lee Daniels, 
Um, I believe it's based on the novel by Johan Hari, um, and the screenplay is by Suzanne Laurie Parks. Um, this is a film that actually has come late into this this show. Like we we weren't planning on talking about this. Um, it's coming quite late. I don't know a huge amount about it. Um, I don't know, Max, if you can enlighten us a little bit more. Is this something you're excited about? Is this something? that you think is a best picture contender. I've seen discussion online about this movie, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm very, 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 very excited about this. I think I kind of just kept it out of my running just because I wasn't sure it was coming out. And then we saw those pictures and I was like, oh, 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 okay. This is, this is, this is a thing. (laughs) Andre Day is definitely in the conversation for actress. Um, also, it's directed by Lee Daniels, and he, listen, he has two Oscar nominations under his belt for directing. He directed Precious, and wow. um, and that was also nominated for Picture, so he was nominated for that. Um, the man also directed The Butler, and I this just I'm I'm waiting to see a trailer before I get too excited, but I I do think people love biopics yeah um specifically the academy yes absolutely yeah look at you know renee zellweger and i could go on and on but clearly they work Mm. um bohemian rhapsody i mean they're all it's all about these people that they're all about like the individuals that people idolized and andre day or uh, uh excuse me billie holiday she's an icon yeah um so I, 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 I need to see a trailer before I put it in my 10, but once I see a trailer, I'll be able to like say yes or no. But Andre Day, don't count her out. She's very much in the conversation. And yeah, I think, I think this, this could just be the one that like sneaks in like, oh, all of a sudden there's this mm. movie that, because pretty much every other movie that we're going to talk about, we've seen something yeah this is the one the only one i believe right this is this is really interesting this is the only one we're like blindfolded really in the dark and i can't bring you any betting odds because even in america i couldn't find a market Mm -hmm. that was offering a price on this film which i would always say is very mysterious this is the dark horse that like you said might just creep in that's the word i was looking for dark horse and it's and i believe it's being released it's just before isn't it? it's just before the academy awards Mm mm-hmm um, so it's a very, very interesting player. The United States versus Billy Holiday. Um, Max, do you want to do the next film? And I'm, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts about this because this one is bizarre. It's interesting that... Okay, so Green Knight. It's a fantasy retelling of the medieval story by Sir Ga- Gawain. Gawain, yeah. I, uh, forgive me, everyone. I am so bad at names. I, <laughs> it's fine. No, if you we'll ever, if you're ever on my live streams, I'm always like, someone says a comment, and I'm like, oh, you, I am sorry. You're amazing. I don't know your name, <laughs> but you're awesome. Um, anyway, by Sir Gawain, or however it is, and The Green Knight, um, directed by David Lowry, stars Dev Patel, Lisa Vikander, and Joel Edgerton. Does this have a release date? Well, that's 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 the thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, so that's why a I was shocked it was on this list. B that it's so high. Mm. I haven't thought about this movie at all. At all. I 
I almost have nothing to say about it. It's it, you, you have it fourteen to one, mm. and that is remarkable yeah. to me. It like we got that little teaser of like the Patelic in his like throne. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. Mm. But like we haven't seen anything else, right? Yeah, I mean the the one minute trailer. I think it is. Um... Which looked dark and chilling, and and stuff, and and it's from A twenty four, and you can think of Hereditary and other films like that. The reason I included this is because three separate bookmakers in the UK, so three different companies, have this priced at fourteen to one. And in Crazy. my notes, I've just got why, why it right. doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. I've spoken to other pundits online, and when I've sent them a list of the betting odds, they've gone. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. What? The Green Knight, 14 to 1? This is potentially what's happened here is somebody has asked a bookmaker for a price. They've come up with one and someone's put some money on it. Therefore, it's in the betting. But for me, um, I don't see this as a best picture contender. Um, but we have to mention it because it's in the betting. Like People are obviously betting their money on this. And the question is, why? And I don't think there's an answer because yeah. we haven't heard a peep from then since that little one minute thing. Yeah. Like with United States versus Billy Holiday, I wasn't sure anything was going to happen. And so I didn't really include it in things. And then we got those teaser images. And so I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this could happen. We don't know. Again, maybe I haven't checked, but I have not heard a peep from A24 about this movie. Yeah. Totally agree. So it's a bizarre one, but it is in there. We will mention it nonetheless. The next film um, that I'm going to touch upon is a film that I've been really, really excited about. It's News mm-hmm. of the World. Um, it's currently 14 to 1, but it was as short as 8 to 1. And it was about 8 to 1 before the trailers came out. Once the trailer came out, it actually drifted in price, suggesting that people weren't as blown away by the trailer as they were expecting to be. Um, what's it about? Well, a Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by the Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. They travel hundreds of miles and face, face grave dangers as they search for a place that either of them can call home. Um, it comes to you from Universal. Uh, it's directed by Paul Greengrass. Um Written by Paul Greengrass and Luke Davies. Stars Tom Hanks, Elizabeth Marvel, uh, Ray McKinnon. Um, I was really excited for this film. Like, I love Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks has been... He's done so many different kinds of films. Um, and unless, But unless I'm mistaken, this is his first Western. Unless he was like did some Western stuff in Cloud Atlas, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember. He did so many different things in that movie. Yeah, so the first thing I'll say is Tom Hanks looks strong um, and it looks powerful. Um, I have really high hopes for this movie, but the drift would concern me. Um, Minari went from 66 to 1 to 14 to 1. This has gone from 8 to 1 out to 14 to 1. In the early betting... People had this as one of their number one films, and it seems to be moving backwards. I don't know what your thoughts on News of the World are, Max. Listen, Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors ever. Um, I think Paul Greengrass is severely underrated. He has an Oscar nomination. Um, He should have two because he definitely should have been nominated for um, Captain Phillips. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a different conversation. And he also did the Bourne movie. So, like, he does 
action. He knows what this world is. He gets it. The editing is going to be great. Mm. Tom Hanks is going to be stupid amazing. And I, I, I think this feels like a very clear nominee. I don't know if it's going to win. I, I doubt it's going to win. But this feels like a very obvious choice to put in my lineup. Mm. Of all the ones we've talked about, I'm trying to like go back. Besides like maybe Judas. Not even Judas, because who knows. But this feels like one that I, besides, oh, and uh, One Night in Miami, that I'm like, oh, yeah, this is clearly going to get in. It's, it, it looks great. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it just feels, it feels good. Yeah, for me, I think it's, it's one, despite that drift in the betting, it's one of the first for me that feels like a bit of a lock um, nomination. Yes. Um, the next film, I'm, I'm going to be honest, you, you can kick us off with it, Max. Again, the, I'm, I'm surprised to see it, and I'm surprised, think, to, okay. surprised yes. to see it as short as it is. I, wait, are you... Mm. Are you surprised that it's so high up or that it's not as high as it should be? I'm surprised that it's so high on the list. Like, it's 10 to yes. 1. That okay, shocks great. me. Yes, me too. So the film that we are talking about that you're all like, what, just tell us already, is called <laughs> The Midnight Sky. And it is Netflix. It's this post-apocalyptic tale. It follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully and her fellow astronauts from returning home to mysterious global catastrophe. Directed by George Clooney, and it stars George Clooney and Felicity Jones. Has that holiday release of December 23rd. And it somehow has a 10 to 1. And I, that also boggles my mind. I, I listen, I think it's going to be great. I don't think it's an Oscar nominee for Best Picture. I, there's too much other really good stuff coming out unless it's like the best space movie to come out in the last five years yeah which i listen i'm not i'm going in with the like with yay like high anticipation and whatever but unless it literally is the best thing space movie to come out it has too much competition yeah it just doesn't for me it doesn't but also i haven't seen it yet so who knows yeah, I mean, what what was interesting for me is I I, I watched the trailer and it looked like a, a mixture of Interstellar and Gravity, exactly um, like those two films. Um, but what I, again, I'm I don't create these odds. I'll, I'll go on, I'll go out and say I don't think this this is getting nominated. Like I just just don't think it's getting nominated. Why is it so short? Again, I don't know. Maybe someone out there has put a lot of money on it. Maybe they know something we don't. What I would say is it is a commentary on climate change and what we're doing to our planet. That's what it seems like to me from the trailer. So perhaps that powerful message is something that might speak to audiences. It might speak to Academy members. Obviously, George Clooney is a powerhouse in Hollywood. Um, But for me, um, The Midnight Sky at 10 to 1, way too short. Not sure why it's in there, but we touched upon it anyway. Yeah, and also you talked about climate change, which is obviously a gigantic thing that should be talked about more often. But I think there's too much other stuff in the world happening politically. Yeah, I agree. And with Black Lives Matter, that might overtake climate change, which is kind of climate change's deal. They're like, oh, yeah, climate change. But it needs to be something that is discussed more. Anyway, our next film is something that I love. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. 
Yeah, so the next film is The Five Bloods. Um, four African-American vets battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. Um, this comes from Netflix. It's also a Spike Lee joint um, written by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo. Um, stars Delroy Lindo, Jonathan Majors, Clark Peters, Chadwick... Sorry. Jonathan Majors, Clark Peters and Chadwick Boseman. May he rest in peace. Um, I was really excited for this film. My thoughts on it, I thought it was really, really good. Um, Unfortunately, there was a couple of moments that just didn't make sense to me. Um, Spoiler alert, when one particular person is blown up. Mm -hmm. um, Like, to me, that was just... It just didn't work. It just felt really strange. And they tried to go for this really emotional scene and it just didn't capture me. Um, overall, I was really impressed with this film. Um, the, th- the the interesting thing is it's nine to one um, from 14 to one. So this film has come down in the betting. Um, I think it's got a real chance of a nomination. My concern is that it came out too early um, and it's going to be forgotten about. I do have Delroy Lindo, though, as a major player um, in, I, I believe it would be lead. Yep. Um, I think he's got a, I thought his performance was powerful and there's one particular scene where he's talking to the camera and it's oh. like he's talking directly to me and his his words just pierce me and get me straight in the heart. I need to watch it again. Um, I will be watching it again, but it's currently nine to one and I think it's got a very solid chance of a nomination. Max, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the coffin. Um, my Honestly, my biggest thing is it came out so early. Mm. I mean, it'll almost have been like a year since it came out by the time it actually comes out. You uh, know? Like, nearly, yeah. So, it, and again... Netflix, and mm. I, I, no one, not no one. I don't think that anyone wants to see six Netflix films nominated for Best Picture, but it's Spike Lee, and the man is, you know, he's one of my favorite directors. I think he's a genius. I was anticipating this to be Best Picture from the beginning, okay, just because I really want to see Spike win this Best Picture. Um. But I do think it's just kind of faded a little bit. I think the timing of it is just, it's going to be too far away. Um, but I think it deserves to be in there. Personally, I think the performances are fantastic. I think the script is great. Um, the score is amazing. And I don't know, it's it's not Spike's best movie, but what I was just thrilled about is that, like, he'd had Black Klansman last, and then he had Five Bloods. And to me, like, he's kind of had a few whatever, not whatever films, but not as much as, like, Black Klansman. Because Black Klansman, mm-hmm. is, to me, is a masterpiece. And to me, this is just showing that Spike still has it. But what I will say, and I said it earlier, this happened right when George Floyd happened. Yeah. And that was huge. And I think this, I mean, the movie ends, spoiler alert, with a Black Lives Matter meeting. Yeah, I, I was about to you touch know? upon that. Yeah. 
Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I just when when that Black Lives Matter meeting happened, I just Ugh. I just was like, oh boy, oh wow, like can did like Spike Lee predict the future, or was he just did he right. realize that this movement was so important that um, it, it, it just it just hit me, you know? I, I was that scene was like this couldn't like you said this could not be more relevant. My only fear is that it came out too early, like you said. Yep, but I would be thrilled to have this get in the lineup. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, the next film is just by the way, these final three are pretty much my one, two, and three. Just yep. so we are aware, um, is the Trial of the Chicago Seven yet again another Netflix film, and it is the story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it is directed by the one, the only Aaron Sorkin, and it stars every person on the planet. And <laughs> that is uh, okay. Let's see: Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Mark Rylance, Alex Sharp, Jeremy Strong, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Frank Langella, Michael Keaton, mm. uh, Calvin Harrison Jr. from who, by the way, will have an Oscar within the next like six years. Um, and it was released October 16th, I believe, on Netflix. Yeah. I think this movie is amazing. I think this has a good shot of winning Best Picture. I think it has literally every single box... And yet again, my God, is it timely? Mm. Politically, it is. To say that it's on the nose would be, like, not enough. Yeah. Just with everything that's happening in America with the Cheeto. I am very, to be clear, I don't know what your political stance is. I'm very, very blunt with my political beliefs. And so it is a very strong, strong political film that I think people are going to be excited to vote for so mm. I, I not only do i think this is gonna it's gonna get i would be shocked if it missed a nomination yeah. and if we are just talking about a nomination it's getting in i have no doubt in my mind and i do think it has a very good shot of winning this thing that i mean i almost have nothing else what do you have yeah for me all i would say is it's an absolute lock nomination i can see no event no no Oscars, you know, in a multiple universe theory, this is getting in and all these different universes. Like, this yep. is just getting nominated. Um, we had an email on the main show from from Daryl, and he watched the film, and he he really commented on the the social commentary and the political commentary that it had. Yep. And somehow the issues that were happening in America in the 1960s are still happening now. Exactly. But they're almost worse um, in many respects. And this is a timely film. Uh, I, th I thought Sasha Baron Cohen's performance was um, splendid. Uh, if, you, if you'd like to hear our full review, please do listen back to one of our main shows. We reviewed it in full there. Um, I, I thought it was really powerful. Um, the script was clinical. Uh, it was, oh, my God. It was so clean and sharp. Um I need to watch it again, but it's a 100% lock. Um, it's currently in the UK. It's 7 to 1. Um, you can get as big as 7 to 1. 
And it's the first film that, if you're thinking about having a couple of quid on it, it's the first film that would interest me. Um, like I said, I need to see some other films, um, but The Trial of the Chicago 7 is a 100% lock for me. And I'm not sure there's much more else we can say about that. No, and just a shout out to Aaron Sorkin, because I think he's maybe the greatest writer on the planet for films. Yeah, and I mean, not, he... not just films, just like, just screenplays. I mean, he's... He's amazing on TV. He's amazing on film. I think the man is a genius, and he should be celebrated every single day of the week. Yeah. Um, this. Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? No, I was just going to move on to the to the next film. Oh, brilliant. Well, excuse me. Shocker to no one. It is a Netflix film, and it is yeah, yours. It's it for is you, mine, I think. Yeah. Um, it is Mank. Um, this comes in at a price of six to one. And this follows screen. Uh, my tongue's already getting tied. Trying to yeah, pronounce right. this guy's name. Screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz. Tumultuous development of Orson Welles' iconic masterpiece, Citizen Kane. Um, it's from Netflix again. Uh, it's directed by David Fincher. Um, it's written by Jack Fincher. Uh, stars Gary Oldman, Amanda Stifield, uh, Lily Collins. And the first thing I would say about this film is the production design, mm-hmm. the costume, the cinematography. I mean, we are ticking major boxes here. Um, but the interesting thing about this is Fincher's biopic of Citizen Kane focus on, focuses on the screenwriter, Herman Mankiewicz. Um, that's how you know this is a film for film buffs. It's not even about the guy who directed Citizen Kane, but just about the guy who wrote it. And... My only concern is, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Is this going to be the Roma of 2021? The, 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 the brilliant film that ticks all the boxes that people say the cinematography was great, the acting was great, the score was great. Oh, wasn't it a technically brilliant film? But then it doesn't quite do it at the Oscars. And also, I'd love to know what you thought of Roma because I was, I was not a fan. So that's a very, it's so interesting that people are comparing the two and I get why, but it also, it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. I, I think Roma is a very pretty film. I think the cinematography is ridiculous. I think Yulitsa Aparicio was wonderful. I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you then. I, the trailer looked very pretty and (laughs) I mean, that, that's kind of it. It's like, I would, I liked Cold War. 10 times better than I liked Roma. I loved Cold War. And Roma really didn't do much for me, and that's not hating on it. I think it was a... I think it was a gorgeous film. So, when I watch the trailer for Roma, and when I watch the trailer for Mank, I feel two very, very different things that I would never associate with each other. And to me, that's why they are different. And... One is like, yes, it's a technical achievement and blah, 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 blah. Totally. This is not only for film buffs, Mank, but I think voters are going to be like, this, again, it has every single box and I think people are excited to watch it. I think before Parasite, you know, uh, Bong Joon-ho said the thing about uh, if people are willing to look down and like read the captions past like the one inch screen or whatever he said on the Oscars. That was awesome. I think that people are more willing to see a film in English yeah, and I agree. not that that should be a thing because it, it shouldn't be, but 
to me, this looks like something that people would want to watch versus Roma because I talk to people who aren't film people and they're like, Roma didn't look good to me. And I'm like, sure, that makes sense. When I <laughs> like tell people like, oh, you should watch this trailer for Mank. They're like, oh, this looks awesome and like mm. old school, vintage. Oh, wait, Gary Oldman's? It, wait, and then the director, David Fincher, who do I know that guy from? Oh, you know him from The Social Network. Oh, okay. He did Social Network. He did Zodiac. He is due for, not due, I hate the word due for an Oscar, but you know. Yeah. He's in that conversation. And this this is my winner right now. This is my winner. I think people are going to eat this movie up. And I, it has every single possible box it's gonna it's gonna sweep cinematography at every single ceremony yeah it's probably gonna sweep production design yeah it's gonna get nomination in almost every other tech category it's most likely gonna go head-to-head for screenplay with trial to chicago 7 it's gonna get nominated for director it's gonna get nominated everywhere and i think it's gonna win right now on october november where are we november 23rd um it, it it just it, it looks fantastic and I think people are gonna eat it up. So to me, long story short, to me they're very, very, very different. I understand the comparison, but to me they you can't even compare the two. Wow, that's it that's interesting that you said other people had made that comparison. Um because that literally just came off the top of my head. That was just Oh really? Yeah. Like that No, I've heard people say that. That wasn't even like something I had in my notes or something that I thought I was gonna bring up on the show. Um I'm in the same boat as you. From everything that I have seen in terms of trailers, in terms of discussion online, for me, Mank is the one to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, we will get it on is. to what the bookmakers have the, as the one to beat very, very shortly. But I just think six to one is a very, very interesting price. If you compare that to, say, uh, 10 to one for the Midnight Sky, like that's madness. That's insanity. Yeah. Like Mank should be much shorter. The Midnight Sky should be way, way out from 10 to 1. Mank, for me, is the value at 6 to 1. I think it's a very, very interesting film. Um, I'm really excited to see it. Like the trailer, mm. uh, there's some, it's just gorgeous. Um, it, you, you, even people, I think, who don't love film, watch it and be like, oh, okay, this is okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. And with Roma, I don't think people, non-film people got that. Yeah. Not that it matters because the people who vote, I would think, it's not always true, are film people. Yeah. Some people are just voters and they just vote, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the one to beat right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, film critics are going to eat it up. I think it ticks all the boxes for the Academy. And if it can capture the audience's imagination... If it can do that, then I think Mank at six to one is the one to beat. But Agreed. Max, what is the top of our pile? Um, the film that the bookmakers in the UK think is currently the horse to beat. Uh, at it was at I believe seven to two, yeah. but now has moved to two to one. Yeah. It is Chloe Zhao's Golden Lion winner, Nomadland, and it, this follows a woman in her 60s who, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad, and it stars Frances McDormand, Linda May, David Strayther, and Swanky, and is uh, written, directed, and I believe edited by Chloe Zhao. Um, So, just shout out to Chloe Zhao, because she's going to be 
nominated everywhere. And this comes out December 18th. Um, again, seven to two came to two and two to one Dodds. Um, if if you are following a festival circuit, this is the right betting odd. Yeah. Because it's won everything. But again, it hasn't faced Mank. It hasn't faced Chicago 7 or any of the other ones, like Ma Rainey, which I believe are my one. Right now, I have Mank, Chicago 7, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and then Ma Rainey. So one... Two, three of them are Netflix. So, like, they haven't faced anything that could be the one it goes up against. So, logically, this makes sense to have it as your winner. But it hasn't faced the real competition. It faced Ammonite, which kind of got panned a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it went up against One Night in Miami, which it got, it got a nomination, but it still beat it. So, like, I understand this winning. I just, when I watch the trailers for this and I hear and read things. I'm like, this doesn't to me feel like the best picture winner, but it makes sense to have it as your winner. So like when someone says it's my winner, I'm like, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. I can't argue you. Yeah. Where Where do you stand? It's interesting. Like what you said. I mean, when I first uh, started following um, the Oscars betting, Mm -hmm. there was, um, you had Nomadland at eight to one, and News of the World at eight to one. Trial of the Chicago Seven at eight to one. The Five Bloods at nine to one. The bookmakers couldn't really differentiate between them, but Nomadland has come down in the betting, and the reason that is is because it won that Golden Lion Award, um, mm-hmm. which is obviously a, a, an important precursor. It's not um, an ultimate determining factor, um, maybe not as much as winning something like, like the PGA is, um, but. It's still, nonetheless, it's an award and it's been won. Um, Frances McDormand, to me, is just wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. her her performance in um, Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which she won the Oscar for, I believe. Yep. Um, and rightly so. One of my favourite... I was devastated Three Billboards didn't win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I still think that is maybe just a little bit too heavy for some people and a little bit too dark but uh for me it was great and nomadland looks dark and heavy and uh, again it looks like it's gonna have a lot of meat on the bone um look the bookmakers make a lot of money um if they've got it as the favorite and a lot of other critics and pundits have got it down as the favorite then i think it's one that we really have to take note of i'm really really excited to see it and like you said the interesting thing is it hasn't competed against these netflix films when it starts to do that the betting market will start to reflect what what people think is going to happen right and um just for like stat wise uh last year joker won the golden lion yep. was nominated year before that roma won was nominated almost one we would think yeah year before that speaking of three billboards its competition was the winner of the golden lion shape of water so like again if you're betting and we are just strictly talking about a nomination this is getting in no conversation there's no there's yeah. no way this doesn't get in yeah. this yeah. mank and trial of chicago seven all three of those are getting in and if you are betting you would be very very brave to not have these three in there i totally agree so i think it i I, listen it has a chance i know people who even like who have seen mank who have seen chicago seven 
and still have Nomadland up front. And I'm like, that's great. Mm. But to me, I think, because I think we're wrapping up the discussion of the films, I think Mank and Trial of the Chicago 7 are the ones to beat at the moment. But yeah. we'll see when it competes against it, when, you know, PGA and all that stuff happens. Yeah, and uh, on road to the Oscars, we will obviously keep you updated with all the major award ceremonies, all the betting, and all that is happening. Um, we've now discussed all the... Sorry, we've now discussed the best picture category in all its glory, and we've therefore come to the end of the show. Thank you very much for joining us on Road to the Oscars, Episode 1. Max, it has been an absolute privilege to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an honour to join you. I... I can't wait to listen to all the future episodes. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Max, please tell our lovely listeners where they can find all of your work. Yeah, please subscribe to my channel on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash maxjosephfilmperson. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, at mjoseph492. That's, uh, I think, all my social. <laughs> fantastic and i follow follow max on youtube the stuff he does is great at start of every month i believe max you bring out an updated version of all of your uh, predictions yes um, and when did you start that you started it way back didn't you was it like august yeah i think it was like august of what, two years ago two year, uh what is this november so a little over a year ago i think i started my first thing wow that might have been it yeah every first every first day of the month Every first day of the month, Max drops a new video. Make sure you watch it. Um, And you can find us, the Is It Worth It podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Is It Worth It, the film review podcast. You can also email the show at mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. That email address, again, is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. Um, me and Craig and everyone on the team adores receiving your your emails. Max, it has been a pleasure. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. And make sure you listen out for our next edition of Road to the Oscars. And I can reveal we will be focusing on all the acting categories. So all four main acting categories. Um, I'm hopefully going to have another guest lined up. Uh, I've got a few people in the pipeline. Um, but for now, Max, it's been an absolute privilege. Thank you very much. And to our listeners... Goodbye. Bye-bye. Cheers, Max. Thank you, mate. Yes, thank you. That was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously. Great. Cheers, man.